morning from Sugar City Studios, historic downtown Savannah. Walter, good morning. Morning, Mark. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. Hey, uh, last week, the eyes of the world were on that evergreen ship that like sideways in the Suez Canal. Um, it's pretty interesting. Brings up a couple of questions and, and we'll sort of dive into it over the next half an hour. Um, but the size of the ship, right? Mm -hmm. 20,000 TEUs, um, the amount of uh, cargo that's coming through the Suez Canal. I got a stat, 6,500 tons back in 75, 171,000 tons um, uh, a week coming through. I mean, just crazy numbers. But there was a little question about the the issue of these ships being too big, like, okay, safety issues or how many ports will be able to handle these, you know, mega ships. Um, so, you know, sort of with the eyes of the world on that evergreen ship, um, yes or no on the size of these ships going forward? And is, is there actually, you know, an issue or safety issue or something like that with these larger ships? Yeah. So let's take a, one big, huge step back for a moment. And let's remember that when infrastructure is built, it's, it has a long life cycle. I mean, I've had to produce up to 65-year forecasts out into the future, which, you know, in my age is a very depressing thing to do because I'll never find out <laughs> if I was right. So um, we built our infrastructure. I got a feeling it'll be right. I'm just going to go ahead and say, it's pretty, pretty darn close anyway. Well, who knows? You know, maybe you get a comet hits the planet, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, we build stuff and we expect it to last 50 years. That's the, the right. average life cycle for infrastructure. At 25 years, you do a major inspection and you see, you check if, the, the, if there was too more severe weather than you expected and therefore you have to repair a lot of things. And and then, and also to estimate if you've got at least another 25 years left. So you do that, and then at 50 years, you try to see if you can eke another 25 years out of that. Most of the time you can, but by the time you hit 75 years, it's done. Right. Okay, so oh, the infrastructure that was built- That's about our life cycle, right? <laughs> exactly, it's about my, well, in my case, you know, what does it say in the Psalms? You know, you, a man should live to his 70s, maybe 80s if he's lucky. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's about the same thing with infrastructure. So, um, and we can talk about infrastructure later. I just wanted to make that point because yeah. we have to put things in context. In 2006, 2000, 2007, in Panama, they had a referendum to uh, to get a, a support to expand the Panama Canal with a third set of locks because at the time, the biggest ship ever, the Emma Maersk, 13,000 TEUs. Right. Wow, nobody ever expected something so big. Right. So they built the third set of locks. They decided to do that. They put the engineering in place. They tried to finish it in 2014, the 100-year anniversary of the Panama Canal being opened. Right. And they failed. 2016 is when they opened it. And, uh, and soon the vessels started coming in. And at the time, the, the common view in the industry was, well, the workhorse coming through the Panama Canal is going to be an 8,000 TEU vessel. Uh, we're getting 15,000 TEU vessels coming through the Panama Canal, roughly about 10 a day. Which is the reason for the growth of the Port of Savannah, it, by the way. It, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what happens is the population grew faster than people expected. 
uh, incomes because of investments in things like technology and healthcare, which extended the lives of, of, of a lot of people. You know, instead of dying at 70 as you were supposed to, according to the 1930 statistics, you know, people are living to beyond 100, screwing up the insurance industry. Yeah, right. So, with all of that going on, the ships have had to accelerate their size and quantity in order to move all of that cargo. And that's what that cargo growth is all about. Right. The ships didn't make the cargo grow as much as the population and, and global economics that they demanded it. Right? Exactly. So 2016, the uh, 2015, pardon me, the uh, Suez Canal had been doubled in size. Egypt engaged in a big investment. Um, you know, President Sisi had, uh, had mandated that. And uh, despite having doubled the size of the canal, it's just not big enough because they weren't thinking that we were going to be building at the time 22, 23, 24,000 TEU-sized vessels. Well, I didn't realize that the Suez Canal doubled in 15 and then the Panama Canal basically doubled in 16. Correct. So, but, it, but, wow. but, but Panama Canal doubled to a wrong size ship. Right. It's more complicated to build another set of locks in the water management system. The Gatun Lake in Panama is a man-made lake that is used to, to put water in and out of the, uh, uh, of the locks in order to move the ships. Right. Whereas Suez Canal is just a ditch in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> It's a lot easier to manage. So what they're going to have to do in the Suez Canal is expand that. But let me, let me step back for a second. The reason for the larger ships is because of the scale economies. Right. When you double the size of a ship, you do not double the amount of fuel that you need to move that ship and all of its goods. Yeah, the cost, right? Exactly. You know, fuel is the biggest expense in operating a ship. You know, uh, makes sense, right? Obviously. So um, it's scale economies that make this work. The problem is that whereas the Panama Canal and the Suez Canal have expanded their capacity, the ships got a lot bigger than even they expected, um, the other infrastructure has not yet been put in place. So in 2018, in Hamburg, at the port of Hamburg in Germany, uh, on the river, uh, one of the big ships, I think it was Costco, I could be wrong, uh, it was an 18,000 TEU vessel, it ran aground. And it blocked the, the Elbe River, uh, just like the Suez Canal was blocked. For some reason, everybody forgot about this, but it took them a few weeks to fix this because they, when they showed up with the barge and the big crane so they could take the boxes off the top of the ship to lighten it so it could float away, um, the barge's crane was too short to reach the top of oh. the stack of boxes on top of the yeah, ship. Okay. So they started calling around and trying to move the ship, and it took them a few weeks to fix that. Now, you know, Germany is one of the world's largest economies, uh, the port in Hamburg is one of the biggest in the world in terms of volume. This was a really bad thing to happen. And I was surprised that during this whole thing, nobody referred back to that incident. Infrastructure, big deal. I could see uh, improvements. I mean, these ships, so to your point, um, they're, not, they're, they're not getting smaller. And these ports, et cetera, are going to have to make the necessary investments. Right. To, to be competitive. What you'll need to see is some further redesign of these larger ships because the problem with a really big ship is that a big ship it can be too big to go to a lot of ports. So in, in Brazil, the company, Vale, uh, V-A-L-E, they produce iron ore in Brazil and they ship it and they built what's called a Valley Max vessel. And the Valley Max vessel is a 400,000 deadweight ton ship 
but I think it can only call at three ports in the entire world. It just, it's too big to fit into 99% of the ports that are in existence globally. So is this a good time to like buy stock in a maritime engineering company or infrastructure <laughs> or crane company? I think so. You know, rumors of globalization coming to an end are false. All my life, I've heard rumors that globalization was coming to an end. Right. They said that during the 1973, 74, you know, uh, oil crisis as a result of the Arab-Israeli war. Right. They said that in the late 70s because of the Iran-Iraq war. Um, they said that about 10, 12 years ago during the, you know, the, the global financial crisis. Uh, every time I've heard this, I've always wondered if it could be true. And I've come to the conclusion that it's not. What's driving globalization are the huge economic benefits that the whole world has reaped from this. Right. More goods at lower costs. So um, I think, no, I think if anything, we're going to see more globalization and more demand for bigger vessels. Except the economically maximum size vessel that I think works is 25,000 TEUs. But if we don't step up the infrastructure around the ports, the congestion that we're seeing right now, and not necessarily at the port, although some ports do have this problem, but that congestion on the roadside of, 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 of port cities is going to choke and be the, 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 the traffic and become the biggest barrier to global trade. Back to proper planning, getting out the whiteboard early, right? Exactly. Putting the big rocks in the box first. Right. Yeah. Make, make the sure the capacity is even across the board. The roadways, the waterways, the railways, the port, and the industrial real estate. It's got to all be there. Bingo. Hey, Walter, thanks again. Great hey. talking to you today. Hey, great. All Take right. care. All right, see Bye. you.